Hey, Emily. Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm fabulous. I'm so excited because school's over and we finally get a lot of time to just do our podcast. Very true. Very true. Very stress relieving that school is now over. We have like until the new year. So I'm excited to just kind of relax and focus on media. Oh, yeah. Put this time into this podcast. All right, let's get started. So welcome to Midweek Mania, where we overcharge our laptops, chat about our life, and Allison Fangirls over Julian the Phantoms. I'm Emily. And I'm Allison. Stay tuned for a recap on Grammy nominations, this year's 30 Under 30, weird TikTok trends, and nostalgic video games. Let's jump right in. Let's get into Pop Culture Roundup. There's been a lot happening the last couple of weeks since we made an episode, and we need to talk about it. First off, this morning, Lady Gaga announced that she's doing a collaboration with Oreos. They're going to have Chromatica Oreos, which are pink-colored golden Oreos with green cream. Ooh, uh, I don't know how I feel about green cream. But it's not flavored. I don't even know if I said that right. Right, but like... It's like a regular golden Oreo. It's just different color. Oh, for some reason in my head, like, I had, like, actual gold and not, like, the yellow. <laughs> An actual gold <laughs> Oreo. Metallic gold. That's a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, it is what it is, but I don't know. I think these will be interesting. I think they're only going to be available in the U.S., which kind of stinks. But yeah. I'm game for trying these Oreos. I mean, when's the last time a musical artist had their own Oreos? Right. Well, are they, like, flavored or are they just, like... Colored. Just, colored just colored see there's something about colored oreos though that are so much better because i went to the store the other day and i got i picked up some oreos but i had to get the christmas ones with the red filling i don't know why but they tasted the same <laughs> but i really wanted the christmas ones yeah no these are very similar to the christmas ones but the christmas ones still have like the original chocolate cookie and these ones will yeah. have like the vanilla cookie which is not that different i'm sure it's great but it looks really cool so i'm excited for that i have to keep an eye out next thing i want to talk about do you know who lucas gage is Uh, not from the top of my head no so he's an actor on the show euphoria from hbo you're familiar with euphoria yeah have you heard of it yeah a little bit so lucas was attending an audition over zoom recently and the director didn't mute his mic and decided to talk crap about Lucas right from him. Oh. I have a clip for you. Um, it's captioned from Lucas's Instagram PSA. If you're a blank talking director, make sure to mute your mic on Zoom meetings. Ready? Oh. People live in these tiny apartments. Like I'm looking at his, you know, background and he's got his TV and, and you know. Yeah, mute it. I know it's a blank apartment. That's why give me this job so I can get a better one. All right. Um, ready? Oh my God. I'm so, so sorry. No, it's totally. Listen, I'm living I'm in a, so sorry. I'm living in a four by four box. It's fine. Just give me the job and we'll be no, fine. I, I'm most- what do you think about that? Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think he handled it with so much grace. Like he could have easily yeah. just gone gone off on the director, but was he the one talking about like living in the apartment? 
Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Okay. So the director Literally. was like the British or whatever, like sounding. Okay. Guy. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I think he handled it like pretty well, but still like, oh no, no. <laughs> Apparently this is a big director in Hollywood too. Like there are a lot of actors who uh, gave Lucas support, like January Jones. She was like, DM me his name. So I make sure to never work with this director again. But the director oh. has apologized, but still, like, it's kind of hard because it was perceived as, you know, these poor actors, like, monetary-wise, you know, yeah. like, oh, they're poor, they're in a small apartment, he's got his TV in the background. But then the director was saying, oh, no, it was out of context, like, I, I meant, like, I feel bad for them. But then again, like, you're going to pity actors yeah but you still shouldn't be like talking about it like you know bringing it up that he's poor you know like that's kind of degrading on somebody well you could have just used a different word you know if you really didn't mean to like offend him then maybe just say oh my gosh i feel bad or something you know like right i don't think anything could have made the situation better but it is (laughs) interesting because if it weren't covid the director definitely probably would have still said something like this, but instead it would be like whispered in someone's in ear. In the studio. Yeah, as opposed to over Zoom. So I commend Lucas Gage. That was crazy, but he handled it with such <laughs> elegance and grace, and he deserves that acting gig. And if he doesn't get it, I'll be extremely <laughs> sorry, but maybe he doesn't want it anymore because honestly, I don't know if I'd be willing to work with someone like that. Yeah. Moving along. We all know about my obsession with Julie and the Phantoms. It will continue. Madison Reyes, who plays Julie in Julie and the Phantoms, posted on her Instagram story saying, quote, good things coming, my little phantoms, unquote. And the fan base is called Phantoms after the show, which is cool. But I'm thinking, this is just a hypothesis, I'm thinking season two is coming. Ooh. You know, That's it what you've been waiting for, huh? You know, it hasn't been <laughs> announced yet, but I mean, honestly, like Spotify Wrapped recently came out and one of their songs was my top five songs of the year. And the mo- the show has only been out since. September. That's some dedication right there since, too. Since September. So, you know, like a lot of people are having the same experiences and IMDb rated it like one of the best comedy shows on Netflix ever, or I think the best. so if this doesn't get renewed there's going to be very many upset fans right but i don't know i'm waiting for it hopefully that's what she meant i know her dad just announced that they're coming out with like a t-shirt line for madison super limited quantities so maybe that's what she was talking about i'm just going to pretend that it's a season two announcement and we're going to hope for it and if it's not season two Guess what? I'm hoping it's a tour because they've also said they wanted to go on tour as a music group. That's kind of what they were formed for at the beginning, like the show, but they also had every intention of Mm -hmm. going on tour. So either way, let's just hope that good things are coming, you know? Yeah, that would be awesome. Hey, if they go on tour, do you want to go with me? Yeah. (laughs) Really? So like... You know, I liked the show, but, like, it's not, like, my thing to watch. But I loved their music. Like, I thought it was really good. Okay, bless. I totally would go to a concert. I don't (laughs) care how old I am or how expensive those tickets are. I would go. So, whether you come with me or not, I would go. But, yes, thank you. 
moving along i'm so sorry the forbes 30 under 30 class of 2021 list was released yesterday tuesday december 1st and we're going to talk about some of the people who were you know nominated and who won the 30 under 30 so going into the hollywood and entertainment category we have sabrina carpenter who you might know from girl meets world lana condor who was on to all the boys i've loved before the series caitlin dever she's an actress you might know from the movie book smart the tv show last man standing and also the netflix series unbelievable and camila mendez from riverdale Wow. Any of these people that you you are like so excited about, or is it just kind of like, oh, you kind of expected it, but I really like Caitlin Dever because I love Last Man Standing and I really liked Book Smart. So I really like her acting. She's really good. I think all of these actresses Oh yeah, totally. I'm just at their jobs. No, yeah, no, for sure. Um I was a huge Riverdale fan for the first couple of seasons, not so much anymore. I think Sabrina Carpenter mm-hmm. is amazing. Not only only is she a talented actress, but she's got an insane voice too. And then of course, Caitlin Dever, love her acting. And then, you know, Lana Condor too. So obviously there's only four of the 30 in the Hollywood and entertainment category, but those were kind of the four that stuck out to me the most. Going into music, I know you like this, Emily. Here are some of the top. I love music. For 30 Under 30, we have Gabby Barrett, which is so fitting because we had talked about recently in one of our past episodes that it took her 42 weeks to get her song, I hope, in the top five and then a hot 100 charts. So that was crazy. I'm, I'm glad to see that, you know, she's getting credit where it's due and she is one of the top. 30 people under 30 in the music industry we also have doja cat i have like mixed feelings about doja cat like i love her but at the same time like i don't know she's really good i'm not gonna lie like she's good but like she's all over the place man what do you mean like she's all over tiktok like all of her um songs have become really super popular and that's all I hear is Doja Cat. I don't know if it's the same experience for everyone else, but. So you're just thinking like you're excited for her, but it's kind of overplayed. Yeah. For me. For me. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, though, I like think that's really cool because, again, the power of TikTok. That's another theme that just keeps coming back. Yep. Our podcast. And so obviously, like, it's well-deserved, but probably a lot of her credibility comes from TikTok. Conan Gray. Melanie Martinez, Ava Max. I love Melanie Martinez. I just gotta say that. I love her so much. Saweetie. B. Miller. I love B. Miller. I'm so excited mm-hmm. that she she's pretty good got too. nominated. She's been she's been famous for like six years now because she was on the X Factor when it actually was airing in the US as like a 15 mm-hmm. or 16 year old. And her music is so good. And I've been with it like every step of the way it keeps evolving but i think it's well deserved so i'm so excited she made this and then tate mcrae who is the youngest person in this category at 17 years old to be named wow. 30 under 30 any feelings about Impressive. the music category i think it's got a good list obviously again it's got it going for it 
there's more than those that we listed, but those are kind of the bigger names that I pulled out that I think would fit more with our audience. And finally, social media category. Let's just say social media, again, TikTok has taken over. Yeah. Well, I'm going to name our TikTokers. So here we go. Emma Chamberlain, YouTuber and TikToker, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio. I thought that was really interesting <laughs> because they counted as like one nomination. Hmm. Strange. Instead of being like each of them their own like impressionable person. I wonder why they did that. Like if they felt like they couldn't leave one sister out or if because they're sisters, maybe they could just share the nomination. You know what I mean? Well, I totally see where you're coming from, but at the same time, like they have separate careers and I believe Charlie's got more followers. Like, I don't want to say she's more famous, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she does. And I'm pretty sure I saw something about, like, Dixie doesn't even live at home anymore either, so it's not like they even live with each other anymore. And they're totally doing separate things, too, because Dixie has music coming out. She just released a Christmas song with Liam Payne. You know, she's Mm -hmm. happy. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're both together, but I do think it's deserved. Like, they've worked their butts off, even if people don't. Right. The content that they're putting out like they've devoted a lot of their life to this so i will they have i will appreciate that yeah again more tiktokers addison ray and lauren gray i saw both of them coming again they're big names mm-hmm. in tiktok but this oh i guess we have two more sorry uh mr beast do you know mr beast yeah, my boyfriend loves mr beast and i hear him every night before bed <laughs> But I watch him myself too. So Mr. Beast is a YouTuber. I don't really watch his videos, but I do see him on social media all the time, hosting giveaways and giving back. Oh, yeah. He gives away money. I think he's given away a Tesla a couple of times. He's like given away tons of cars. I remember like in one of his episodes, he had like 40, 50 cars and he just brought people in, was like, you want a car? Come pick one out. Like, you know, I think it's cool that he's being recognized because I think he's a big... He's big into philanthropy, and so it's nice to see someone on the list who does like to give back in addition to you know, establishing a brand for themselves. Speaking of giving back and having a brand, we all expected this. David Dobrik, what a guy. I love him. <laughs> love David Dobrik. He's got just funny videos. He's a relatable guy. He's very giving. Again, he gives away Teslas. He gives away money. Like He's just a, a really... Mm-hmm happy-go-lucky, helpful guy. So I think that's well-deserved. Yeah. Are there any people that you wished you would have seen in any of these categories? Mm. You know, not off the top of my head, but, like, I guess I kind of expected a lot of these TikTokers, and I kind of expected even more, which I'm sure there's more. But, like... You know, I'm not kind of, I'm not very surprised that most of it is TikTok related too. The good thing I will say though is it's not like, it's not something that's taken lightly. Like the people who are on these, you know, the the boards to vote, like on the committee to vote, Mm -hmm. they're established in their field. So Taylor Swift was one of the judges for the music category. That makes sense to me. So they have Mm -hmm. people who are higher up. So it's not like it's just kind of like, Um, super biased like I think they evaluated you know the influence what they're doing how they're doing things so 
I don't know. I'm pretty satisfied with the 30 under 30 list. We didn't look at all of the lists. There's so many 30 under 30 lists, but if you are interested in seeing all of the 30 under 30 candidates for the class of 2021, head over to Forbes. Coming back with new things for the end of the year, Spotify Wrapped came out recently. How are we feeling? I was so excited. I so I I didn't really know that it came out until I mean last night when you and I had said something about it, and then I don't think it really dawned on me that it was even out. I thought it was like coming out, and then um, my boyfriend's sister was like, "Emily, did you see the Spotify Wrapped came out?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" So I went on there and I was like, oh, like in memories, like all the songs I listened to in the beginning of the year. It was really nice. I love Spotify rap. It's like my favorite time of the year. Honestly, me too, because it's fun to see from year to year what what you listen to. Um, Mm -hmm. I apparently, according to my Spotify Wrapped, listened to 1,062 artists this year. Wow. That was pretty exciting to me. I didn't realize that I had listened to that many people because I kind of stick to who I know. Like I've really tried this year to branch out with my music and find like smaller artists, independent artists that are kind of obscure, but I was shocked that I found that many. So I was super excited about that. And of course, in my Spotify wrapped, my top five podcasts, number two, we have Midweek Mania. I'm really sad that it wasn't number one, but hey. (laughs) better than nothing i'm surprised like i didn't have you know midweek mania at all on my podcast which i've listened to it before it just didn't show up i think my number one was um crime junkies because i got really into that in the summer yeah yeah no my number one i don't even really listen to a lot of podcasts on spotify i think i tend to go more towards apple podcasts i'm not sure why i don't have an explanation um (laughs) Just preference. But my my number one was the Ignite Donuts podcast, so shameless <laughs> plug. Um, who was your number one artist? I know I saw your Spotify Wrapped, but just for just so everyone you know, can know, I was really surprised about my number one artist because so it it was Nickelback that was my number one artist, and I've been a Nickelback fan my entire life. Like I remember listening to it young with my mom and my dad. Like my mom and dad are huge fans too. And um, I just, like, I got really into it a long time ago, but, like, I really haven't listened to a whole lot this year, but I guess I surprised myself and, like, snuck it in a lot more than I thought I did, and they became my number one artist, so it kind of shocked me. My number one was Ben Rector. If you know me, you know I love Ben Rector. I was within (laughs) the top uh, 0.5% of listeners which I was pretty proud oh, of. Oh, wow. That's pretty close. I I know people who were in like the top 0.005% of their favorite artists. And wow. I didn't get there, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I think I was top 2%. Honestly, close, but... anything within top 5% is crazy. Like yeah. that's where you devote your music to. So it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Now the end of the year is upon us and 2020 has brought a lot of heartbreak (laughs) a lot of sad stuff but i do have a little bit of good news that might cheer you up a little bit 
Jeopardy's back. We do know that Alex Trebek um, passed away recently, and so they're trying to find a new host. And while they haven't found a permanent host, they do have an interim host, which is Ken Jennings. They started filming on um, Monday of this week. But Ken Jennings holds the record for the most consecutive games won. So he is, he was a Jeopardy contestant and now he's hosting for a little bit for the time being. But producers did say that there will be many fill-in hosts while the search continues for a permanent host. So I don't know how long it's going to be before they switch off, but it's supposed to be like, I imagine they're going to be like, bring bigger names within the Jeopardy community to host until they find you know, a permanent house, right. but they will start airing on January 11th. So come 2021, awesome. there will be new Jeopardy to watch. I'm interested, uh, like, I'm interested in seeing, um, like how they're going to take it and like how it's going to transition from, you know, Alex Trebek, who was the king of Jeopardy. And now there's, you know, somebody different. So I'm, I'm curious if they're going to keep it the same or if they're going to try something new even if it's with the set or you know what I mean right I think this approach is really cool I didn't even it didn't occur to me when they were looking for a new host to bring in you know some of their old contestants so I think it's really right. cool to see a contestant go from a contestant to a host and how yeah, what a dream you know, that changes also they've got all the answers <laughs> that's pretty shocking. yeah <laughs> I wonder if he'll even he'll know have right away yeah, will he even have to have the answers written down ahead of time, or will he just know? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out, but yeah, that's all I got. I feel like there is a lot of stuff going on within the entertainment industry right now, and there has been in the last month. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to see what comes in December before we thankfully transition into 2021, because it has been a tough year. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for 2021. That's all I have for media, but I know you've got some more. Oh, yeah. So my favorite time of the year is come around where, you know, nominations and awards, like it's award season. So the Grammy nominations are finally here. Uh, They they came out last week, I think. So I don't know about you, but I've always looked forward to reviewing the Grammy nominations around this time of year. The 63rd Grammy Awards airs Sunday, January 31st on CBS. Uh, There are 83 categories. Like, I didn't even realize that there was that many. So, like, some of them include general field, pop, electronic, rock, jazz, rap, country, Latin. There's so many, so many. So, I thought, you know, I would just pick out a couple of them to, you know, announce and talk about So first of all, we all want to know the record of the year. So we got the nominations for Black Parade by Beyonce, Colors by Black Pumas, I think. If I'm not saying that right, I'm so sorry. Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich, Say So by Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Circles by Post Malone, and Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. This is a tough category because there are oh, so yeah. many good songs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, even I mean, these, like, it's not just the song, it's the whole album, too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, any, I, any that you're excited to see or like see who's maybe you want winning? 
Oh, well, Beyonce is classic. We all know that. Yeah. Um, oh, Doja yeah. Cat, again, TikTok. If Doja Cat wins, like, that's a big win for TikTok. Um, that Billie, is. Billie Eilish, she's great. I feel like, I don't want to say she's got this in the bag, but she took a clean sweep at last year's Grammys. Oh, yeah, so she I did. know she's in the running. And Post Malone, again, classic. I guess I can't say it's really classic. Yeah, I can't say he's classic because he's, you know, still important. He's still relevant. Yeah. When I think of classic, I think of like throwing it back in like memories, but he's just a right. solid guy. Great music, relatable, vibey. I don't know. I, I couldn't decide on one. I'm so sorry. You know, I just have a feeling that Post Malone may have this one in the bag. Either he's got to get something. At least if it's not record of the year, it's song of the year. Yeah, I'd like to Which, see him win at some point throughout the oh, night. Oh, yeah. Which, speaking of, I do have the list for the song of the year, which a lot of them are uh, repeats of what I just said, like Black Parade by Beyonce, uh, The Box by Roddy Rich, Cardigan by Taylor Swift, Circles by Post Malone, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, I Can't Breathe by her, and If the World Was Ending by J.P. Sachs featuring Julia Michaels. I'm really the pulling. In Allison's eyes. Really pulling for the J.P. Sachs song. I feel like that was such a quarantine song. If the oh, world yeah. was that ending. Was uh, perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> and the execution was great because it wasn't yeah. like something that was like, pandemic, pandemic, we're in a pandemic disease like right. it, was just, it was nice you know like it fits yeah. outside of the year and I don't know I just lyrically it's great musically it's great oh, yeah the voices like the vocals are great I I'm really pulling for this I don't know that it's gonna beat Beyonce but <laughs> yeah or even Taylor Swift yeah all of these artists are good I don't know but I'm pulling for this one I- I really like, I think I want that one too, but I also think The Box by Roddy Rich might have it just because it blew up on TikTok as well. And it's like, even if you weren't on TikTok, you knew about this song. Like it was just huge. I remember when it came out. Unrelated, but related. I think what we should do is after the Grammys in January or February, I guess, because it's the end of January, let's do an episode and let's just talk about all the winners and see how many, you know, should give some credit to TikTok. And we let's should just do kind some of predictions. Yeah, predictions, reevaluate. Yeah. So if you're listening right now and you want to hear that, tweet us, DM us, tell your friends about the show. Let us know that you want us to talk about Grammy yeah. predictions. Totally. And then the last category that I want to talk about is the best new artist. I feel like this one is a really big hit for all these new artists because, like, you know, it's getting their name out even even more. So we got uh, Ingrid Andress. Um, excuse me if I say, like, any names wrong. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, Chica, Noah Cyrus, D-Smoke, Doja Cat, Katranda, and Megan The Stallion. Again, this is going to be another hard category. Oh, yeah. I think if Doja Cat doesn't get anything else, I think maybe she has it in the bag for new artist. But then again, 
what you know like how do they go about voting like I you know, know it's it's hard um it, it is really hard I will say I'm kind of offended that you didn't mention any category that my boy Harry Styles was nominated for <gasps> oh no <laughs> so just because you didn't to spite you a little bit even though you know it's all out of love uh Harry Styles was nominated for music video for Adore You um pop vocal album of the year for fine line which is an immaculate album and the <laughs> pop solo performance for the song watermelon sugar so shout out to harry styles we love you that was a good song i really liked that one i really like that one the whole you album know, never, is fabulous i never even thought about doing um uh music video because like i feel like music videos aren't even that prevalent anymore like you know, you just listen to the song. Like when we were younger, we used to like go in and on YouTube and try to find the music video all the time. Right. So unless you're like a super big fan of the artist, you didn't really watch the music video. But I'm kind of curious to see like who has that one. Are you telling me that I'm too big of a fan of Harry Styles because I've seen the Adore no, no, You no, music no, video? I do it. No. <laughs> no, I do it the same <laughs> All of my favorite artists, when they see that they have a music video coming out, I'm so excited. Like, Melanie Martinez when she came out with her K-12 album and it was like a whole movie oh I was so excited to watch that so excited okay so another thing that we should do is talking about music video series because I have some I want to discuss with you that are cinematic masterpieces and deserve the credit oh yeah what do you another idea we could talk about I have so many of those I guess if you listeners again want to hear something like this, tweet us, DM us at the Midweek Mania. Just let us know. Yeah. All right. So that's all I have for the Grammy nominations. So earlier we talked about how there's a lot going on in the entertainment media right now. I feel like we all we all know some headlines are weird. But let's play a game called Weird Headlines of the Day. (laughs) So I'm going to read some weird headlines. And Emily, I want to see what your reactions are because you haven't read up on these um, stories. Not that I really have either, but (laughs) I honestly haven't really like read even the cat or the like what you have in the notes yet. So I'm I'm trying not to read it and let you just read it to me. Very exciting. Headline number one. Are you ready? Yes. George Clooney cuts his hair with a vacuum attachment. How? Like, that's my first thought in my head is, like, how? Okay, also, I don't think cuts is the right word because I've seen, like, have you seen, like, there used to be a trend on the internet a while ago where, like, parents would, like, style their daughter's hair with it. Like, they'd put, like, a hair tie in it and then suck it up and put it in, like, a bun or whatever. And I've seen that. But I haven't seen someone cutting their hair i feel like it would just rip your hair out of your head yeah that's my thought when you say the vacuum attachment is the thing with the parents and the ponytails but like does george clooney even have long enough hair that he can do that or like is he literally cutting his hair um you know apparently he's been cutting it for years by using the floby hair cutting machine oh well, okay. That's kind of stinks. That's kind of not exactly the truth. It's not like a real like vacuum attachment that you have on your vacuum. 
It's like a machine that's like meant to style hair. I guess it like it's got like guards, oh. kind of like a shaver, you know. So, so it's so roping you into the article. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so sad. He's been cutting it for twenty five years. Why have we? Why are we wow. just now finding about finding out about this? Why doesn't he? Go- <laughs> it's been twenty five years, and he's we're just finding out that he's been cutting his hair with this. <laughs> Why does he go to like the hairdresser or the barber shop? Like it's so much easier. I have no clue. This is really weird. All right. Well, <laughs> glad we talked about that. Um, you ready for headline number two? Yes. Harry Styles apparently can sense when people get engaged. Okay. <laughs> Your face. Well, I'm I'm like assuming maybe it was like he was performing and somebody was going to get engaged and he caught it and said something to the audience like that's what's <laughs> popping in my head um wrong but valiant attempt <laughs> uh nick kroll apparently an actor buddy of harry styles was asking his you know castmates you know how to Proposed to his soon to be fiance, proposed to his girlfriend. And so I guess Harry gave gave him some ideas. Um, I guess I just should say that they're working on the film. Don't worry, darling. Currently it's being filmed right now. But so I guess Harry knew it had happened before Nick Kroll told anybody because he literally proposed and like minutes later Harry texted him. He was like, Did you do it yet? How did it go? Did she say yes? <laughs> It's so crazy. maybe in another life, Harry Styles could just like read people's minds. I don't know. <laughs> Nonetheless, that's a really interesting, interesting story. Ready for number three? I am. Ryan Reynolds doesn't want a street named after him. <laughs> okay. Why? I mean, I want a street named after me. <laughs> You do? I don't know about you, but I do. Emily Boulevard. <laughs> no, so Ryan Reynolds is from Vancouver, Canada. I don't know if you know that, but he's Canadian. Mm. And so there was a petition in his hometown to, you know, name a street after him. Okay. And he's just Which said, he tweeted in response to it and he said very kind but hard pass if traffic well, sucks everyone will say ryan reynolds is a mess or ryan reynolds is really backed up my brothers wouldn't enjoy this too much i mean that was a pretty smart move i never even thought of that and he probably got a lot of shade on him for that you know that was good thinking but i i would have never have thought of that maybe i don't want a street named after me isn't it funny though that like this is what's like in the news right now? These are the headlines. <laughs> it's 2020. We need some laughter. <laughs> also, forgot to mention the credit for these sources. Um, the George Clooney story was from The Cut. The Harry Styles story was from Vulture, and this Ryan Reynolds story was from CNN. That's all the weird headlines I got. But the weird continues oh. because we're gonna oh, yeah. talk about. The weirdest TikTok trends of the year. Also the best. 
also the best. A couple best in there too. First, I just want to say I'm sorry. We talk a lot about a TikTok, but we're <laughs> we we have to. It's but in it's our blood. Trending. It's social media. Yes. We love media, and I... that's what's really big right now with a bunch of different like generations and age groups. So I'm not sorry. Oh yeah. Let's talk <laughs> Ratatouille the musical. This is not only oh my a gosh. weird trend, but it's one of my favorites. So for those of you who do not have TikTok or haven't seen the side of TikTok, I really don't know how you haven't seen it, but basically Gen Z just decided they were going to make Ratatouille the musical a thing. So there are people who are sending in <laughs> submissions of songs. There are people who are sending in submissions of choreography. There's I saw like tech people doing like lighting setups. And oh my gosh. It even got the attention of a Broadway producer who was like, Yes, I want to produce this show. And there are <laughs> like hundreds of thousands of these videos without a doubt. Emily, what do you think of this trend? You know, when you said something about it too, like I have seen it, but, like, I've only seen, you know, people being like, what's going on with this Ratatouille musical thing? Like, are you getting this on your TikTok page? And, like, that's all I was getting. But then when you were sending me videos the other day about, like, the actual stuff, like, the submissions and stuff like that, it's crazy. I mean, it's, like, it was kind of good. Like, some of the music and stuff, like, I'm not going to lie, it was it was pretty good, but, like, it's kind of creepy. Like <laughs> the rats are kind of scary. <laughs> it depends what submissions you look at, but it's so funny because if we're going to be honest, like the musical is not a real thing yet. Yeah. Like it's not like it's on Broadway, but Gen Z right. wants it to be. And I mean, they've, yeah. up, they've made it a huge topic on TikTok. And I think it's amazing looking at all of the talent people have. Like, yeah, the choreography outstanding i can't even write a song in general let alone a song about <laughs> ratatouille yeah. and the accents and even bertram the guy who played bertram from jesse yeah had a submission it's just i don't know oh my god insane trend but i would i would say it's probably one of the best trends of the year honestly i would kind of be down to see it <laughs> i'm i'm really curious <laughs> 2021, we want Ratatouille the Musical on Broadway and touring, <laughs> please. Another trend that I think is fabulous is name spelling on a phone call. So you know how you have like call a company and you're like, hi, my name is Allison. That's A as an Apple. L as, you know what I'm saying? Like you spell out yeah. your name. So yeah. people, people are being so funny with this. I saw one where it's like, my name is Liam. That's L as in lemonade, I as in it's when blah, 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 like the rap from Lemonade. Now. <laughs> yeah. People are doing it with like song lyrics from the Cheetah Girls. Somebody said it's I as an am iambic pentameter. Like these people are so great. <laughs> oh my god. And it's so funny. But it's also, I think part of the comedic value of is that you would never in a million years, you would never do that yeah. like on the phone. It was funny today because I actually at work today, I had a coworker coming to talk about a phone call that she had with somebody that was trying to take an order. And so he was trying to spell his name and he literally was spelling his name like this. And he went like, 
H as in heart in my chest. <laughs> and I can't remember the other ones, but that one like stuck in my head. And I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about what you sent me. <laughs> we need to find this person who it was did so this. Funny. <laughs> I wonder if maybe he was on TikTok. I'm <laughs> positive. There's no way he would do that just for fun without putting it on TikTok. But I think he was an older gentleman too, which I mean, doesn't mean that he could, couldn't be on TikTok, but grandpa tiktok is popping there are like grandpas who are like dancing to christmas music and i'm like he's youthful so maybe (laughs) well if this podcast ever reaches the person who called today uh please send us the video at the midweek media yes please i would love to see that thank you (laughs) so i decided to list a couple too (laughs) i think maybe i should Let's start with the best. I'll start with the best ones. So I have noticed on my TikTok, like everyone's for you pages are different. So, you know, I don't know if Allison's is seeing this this as I am seeing it, but Omegle is coming back and it is cracking me up. Like I remember being younger and watching all the Omegle videos on YouTube. Like if you don't know what Omegle is, it's like basically a chat website where you just, I guess, randomly talk to random people and you can talk to people that have the same interests as you and you know some of them are hilarious and it's coming back to tiktok and i'm so very excited about it because it's so funny my favorite plug for julian the phantoms i'm so sorry erica anderson (laughs) she's at uh trxll vibes on instagram she is doing this with julian the phantoms she's dressing up as the character carrie and putting on a pink wig and singing the lyrics and people are here for it and she's so funny a true comedian so love that but i also saw one the other day that i think you'll enjoy um i really want to know what the keyword this guy put in for this like as an interest but he's wearing a suit yeah and he goes thanks for coming to the interview (gasps) i saw that one (laughs) asking interview questions what would you do in that situation she was so confused i was was this the girl that like spit out her water yeah (laughs) i would be so lost if somebody did that to me like uh like i I would be speechless i don't well obviously no one's gonna host a job interview on a megal right but it's funny because he did like a series of it like that is his tiktok account is just doing those videos and some people take it really seriously and I think it'd be funny to do it seriously but also like where did you even come up with that idea idea? that's just crazy I mean it's good practice like why not but this is funny (laughs) it's for a fake job too someone's like what's the job and he's like you don't know the job that you're applying to and you're in the area (laughs) even though they just joined the chat like two seconds ago makes you feel bad but yeah Yeah. i think this is probably one of the best trends too it's really funny so another best trend that i have and it's also coming back this year is glitter beards so if you don't know who iron sanctuary and beer bong john are they are the two that pretty much started glitter beards and it's exactly how it sounds they have these massive long beards and they just decorate the crap out of them and every video just gets more and more intense like they first started off with you know beer bong john probably had red and iron sanctuary had green 
glitter. And then I saw the last video, they had like candy stripes down. And remember last year they had ornaments and stuff hanging from their beards. Is this exclusively only for Christmas? Because I remember seeing it, but I don't remember if it's just like the Christmas season or if they do this like pretty regularly. The, I think like after last year, after Christmas, they continued to do decorating their beards but like putting random stuff in it I don't know if it was necessarily Christmas but I remember it being exclusively Christmas but it might have like still was trending afterwards too would you ever have a glitter beard if you had a beard (laughs) um my thought is oh my gosh like this glitter is never coming out (laughs) so no I don't think so because I don't like glitter (laughs) And the problem is it's not like they just use, like, the, like, shimmery, like, fake hairspray dye, you know, like you get for Halloween. Like, not, like, the spray can, but oh, it's no. literally, like, straight-up glitter, like, thick. Oh, I gosh. watch them. They get crafts, craft glitter. It's the fine, like, dust stuff. And then they take hairspray, hairspray the crap out of their beards, pour the glitter all over pack it on with their hands and then spray with hairspray again just oh so much glitter <laughs> i'm gonna pass i would never i mean props it's to them. funny yeah it's funny too because iron sanctuary's wife like said something about how this is why we moved last year because the glitter was like everywhere <laughs> It's not like they do this no, outside you're not either. Doing it. Right. So the actually all their videos are in somebody's garage. It's either Iron Sanctuary or Beer Bong John's, but it's in a garage. But still, the Props. glitter's got to be tracking inside somehow. Props to them. And then I also have a worst TikTok of the trend of the year that I have hated coming up on my For You page. Um, there's this thing like... I don't even know how it started like these kids or these people it's every everybody now where they're pretending that they're wolves and getting on their hands and knees and like pretending like they're running <laughs> and then the song is like I'm the alpha I'm the leader I'm the one to trust and then they howl and <laughs> it's just and famous tiktokers are doing it too and it just confuses me is this even appropriate yeah it, it like it, are we sure about it. <laughs> it's just odd it's just really odd it's fun i need to look this up <laughs> like they only have like their waist up in the video so you can't see their legs but like it's just their arms running so it looks like they're actually running but like i don't i don't know how else to explain it it's not inappropriate it's just odd it's probably like a theme song to a show. It is. It's actually a Disney Channel song. I can't remember what it was. It's from but Wait it's auto tuned. Wait, wait. Yeah, it's uh, it's auto tuned. From- it was a female singing it. It's from Zombies, the Disney movie. Y'all are crazy. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> TikTok is crazy. But they auto tuned her voice so it sounded more like like manly, I guess. And. <laughs> Allison's like in awe here. Gosh. What? This has been showing up on my For You page constantly, and I just don't understand. It reminds me of the videos. Why? Addison Ray gets views, and they're like, come on, Dad, we're going to do this. We'll stand on a tabletop. (laughs) 
I feel like it's that thing. Like, why, why is this a trend? I'm not learning anything. It's not even, it's not even like it's funny. Like there's no comedic value either. No. Confused. <laughs> That's why I think maybe it's one of the worst trends. Well, okay. Um, well, thanks for talking TikTok. It's always been a pleasure. Um, but let's transition. Let's bring it back to a little throwback. What have you got for child nostalgia this week? So this week I want to talk about video games. So last week, um, I just got myself the Nintendo switch, which I had one before it was the light version, but now I have the big, like the animal crossing version that like hooks up to my TV. Anyway, I was so excited about it. And then all of a sudden, like I saw all the games on there that just brought back memories of playing video games when I was younger. And I thought, oh, I just really want to talk about it. So the first thing like, I want to talk about is a couple of the games. Like I remember playing Spyro on my cousin's Game Boy. Like if you don't remember Game Boys. I had a Game Boy. I don't know what this game is, but I love my Game Boy. I probably still have it somewhere. I bet you I can find it. I unfortunately never had Game Boy. I had a DS Lite, which is also very iconic for our age group as well. I begged and begged and begged for a Game Boy. And that's when the DS Lite came out. It was around when I was like seven. And so my parents just figured like, We'll just give her this because it's newer and then I could also play Game Boy games on it as well because that's what all my cousins had so we could I could still borrow from them as well but very iconic video game systems but Spyro was like a little game about a dragon like a little purple dragon that you just did little adventures with him and he's so cute and I love him and his little dragonfly buddy and I saw that it was on the Switch and it was on sale at Black Friday. So I was so excited and bought it. And it just brought back so many memories. Also, Crash was also like kind of a duo with Spyro. And it was like a little Fox character that did the same thing. But yeah, so Nintendo was obviously super huge when we were younger with the DS, the Game Boy, the Wii. Mm-hmm. We all know the Wii. But, like, some of my favorite games were, like, Wii Sports, Mario Kart, Guitar Hero, Rock Band. Those were some classics. I had a – I didn't have a Wii. I actually didn't have a DS either. I did have a Game Boy. But I had Band Hero for the PS2. (laughs) Band Hero was my jam. We had the drum kits. We had, of course, like, the guitars. Again, vocal mic, you could sing. And that brings me also into, I had Disney, well, specifically like High School Musical, but Disney karaoke. That was I remember favorite. that. I had a Hannah Montana PS2 game. Yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah, we, fabulous. Um, I don't think we ever had PS2, but um, we ended up getting a PS3 later in life. But we we had the Wii, and so I remember playing Guitar Hero all the time with my dad. Like, that was the coolest game to have. And Mario Kart and being able to hook your Wii remote into the little wheel, and it was so much fun to drive with the wheel. Wii Sports just was, like, 
I don't know. Everyone, it was their go-to game. Everyone played. I also had a Hannah Montana game for the Wii too. It was a dance game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot (laughs) Dance Dance Revolution, but I also, I did have the Nintendo NES, which is like the very old thing that you think of the gold console. I don't even know where it's at. I don't know if I have it anymore. I probably do. I just can't find it, but I had, you know, the original Mario games and Duck Hunt, and Duck oh, Hunt yeah. was so fun. Mario was so fun. Now I just kind of want to play him again. You did this I to know. me. I know. <laughs> I remember also, like, I never had one, but my cousin had almost all of the um, game consoles, and he had a Nintendo GameCube. And I loved the GameCube. And I really, I actually still really want one it was a lot more fun to play on than the Wii in my opinion but super cool I remember my favorite game on DS was Nintendo Dogs whose was it (laughs) Nintendo Dogs was awesome and I never had it and like my cousin like had it and he just didn't play it so he gave it to me and I was so excited I remember he was the best cousin that that day (laughs) that day (laughs) well he's only that day (laughs) but yeah i just wanted to do a little throwback with all the nintendo games and ps2 the psp that was really huge when we were younger too the handheld um device but also just like um online games online games were pretty popular when we were younger too like club penguin do yeah. you play Club Penguin? I think that I played it once. One. I really liked, um, very similar, the Build-A-Bear Workshop online world. <gasps> I forgot about that. <laughs> I had a hand Montana bear, which was white and sparkly, and it sang the best of both worlds, oh. and it had a Hannah Montana on the footprint. And so I my Hannah it. Montana bear played in the Build-A-Bear world. Also, the Disney fairies oh. world. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I remember that too. Oh my gosh, I forgot about so many of them. I was having a hard time like trying to remember too, but oh, those were good games. Also, but yeah, like were... we talked about. In... I'm so sorry. You go ahead. What was that? Did you <laughs> ask? Did you ever play games on y8.com? Y8.com. Y8.com. No. That was like prime gameplay. They had the Scooby Doo games. They had like doll dress-up games they had like um, memory games the escape room games that was the prime of my childhood it was computer games so you didn't have to like make an account or like download a game but I don't even know if they still exist I wonder if they do guess we'll find out I remember in school we played primary games it was primarygames.com yeah and that had like the Santa game that like you drew the snow and you would like try to get the sleigh to go longer like everybody played that one and all of the um pizzeria games oh papa's pizzeria yeah (laughs) oh yeah and not to mention cool math games that was (laughs) that was a big one in my school too well yeah because those are the only games that were like appropriate that you could play on the school network that they could trust right so yeah yep so I also remember um, there was a SpongeBob like computer game, and I remember 
like computer games were super popular where you just bought the disc and you put it in your computer loaded it up and that's how you played the game like you didn't have to go on a website or download anything you just popped in the disc and my grandma actually had the spongebob one and we played the crap out of it like it was so fun and then over the summer um i can't remember who released it but they released it again just a little with a little bit of a touch-up but it looks almost exactly the same just like newer graphics and i was so excited and bought it for my nintendo switch it is so fun still i love it I didn't have a Spongebob game <clears throat> that was like a disc, but do you remember those games that you would like just plug into your TV, like the AV cables, and it would be a game? Yeah. I had a Spongebob one like that where it's like it looked like Spongebob's face and his nose was the joystick, and you saying Spongebob <gasps> just brought back so many memories of games like that. Like um, That's awesome. I think we had a Pac-Man one like that, and I don't know why... I don't even know if they're supported by TVs anymore, but like those were fun games too. Cause it's not like you had to download anything. You literally just plugged it into your TV, right? The input and it was fabulous. You know, I was just talking to my boyfriend the other day when I was plugging in my switch with the HDMI cable to the TV. I was like, remember when like you had to fidget behind the TV trying to find the three little holes and you there was like probably six of them and you had to try to figure out which one was red and which one was (laughs) orange or yellow and which one was white. (laughs) Couldn't see either back behind the TV or you had to pull that dinosaur blocks tv out of the entertainment center and try to put those in that was our struggle right there well yeah because back when you had these games tvs weren't like flash screens that we have now where it's no. like super easy to navigate they were like the big ancient heavy ones <laughs> but yeah i also remember a game that we had i think it was called dream life and it was oh i don't remember if that's exactly what it was called but it was one of those ones like your SpongeBob that um, plugged into the TV with the three uh, cables and then it had a remote that detached from the game. And I guess like it's like a girl's beauty game where you pick what the the girl's going to say or, and like what, what she's going to wear and what she's going to do. Like I, I can't remember exactly, but it was pretty fun. I think a lot of people had those too. But do you remember Tamagotchis? I do. Unfortunately, I never had one, but I've played with people's a lot. I I inherited one when I was in like fourth grade and I didn't even like play with it that much. But it was just the idea of like having a little like little animal, little character yeah. on like a keychain that you could play on your backpack. I don't know. It was fun. I did have the littlest pet shops version of a tamagotchi and it so it was just like the littlest pet shop character and then it had like little charms hanging off the thing so like one was a bone and if you put it in the like the bowl it would feed the dog like that's how you fed the dog and like there was a water bottle and if you put it in the certain spot you would water it it was so fun like I loved that those need to come back I think tamagotchi did come back for a little while I don't know. I don't know. I don't I really play. Mistaken. I don't play video games much anymore. But I don't know. All that stuff was so fun as a kid. I really do want to play all the video games we did. 
now. That was what I have for Child Nostalgia. I hope you enjoyed that blast to the past as much as I did. Now that we're back in present time, let's talk about our artist of the week. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> My artist of the week is the one, the only, the talented Alec Benjamin. He is criminally underrated. He's probably arguably yeah. most well-known for his songs, Water Fountain and Let Me Down Slowly. Please tell me you know one of these songs. I know both of them. Okay, fabulous. I know both of them, especially Water Fountain. I know Water Fountain word for word. Was that like a Musical.ly song? Like before TikTok was TikTok, was it like on Musical.ly? I think it was a little bit, but I think it was also really popular in the transition from Musical.ly to TikTok. I don't even know how I found him, but his music is so good. He has one of the most unique voices I've ever heard. It's like not poppy, but it's really like emotional and intriguing. And I don't know, the tone is just like something you don't normally hear from an artist um Mm -hmm. if you look at spotify it says his songs are like his song style is similar to rule which i really like rule too um but song recommendations i have are alamo death of a hero and annabelle's homework awesome i really like him a lot i do have to say um my artist of the week i found her on tiktok last week like i've always been finding these brand new artists on tiktok which i'm surprised there's so many of them out there and um she wrote a song called remember that night and posted it on tiktok and it's about her ex reaching out to her after being broken up with for five months and so instead of responding to him she decided to write a song about it heck yeah which i find super inspiring and it gives women hope that they don't have to like like, I don't know if hope is the right word, but like just telling women, you don't have to go back. Like you don't have to respond. You don't have to put yourself in that sad situation anymore. You are able to move on, which is super inspiring to me. What a boss move too. Nope. I'm not going to respond yeah. to you. I'm going to write a song about it and then have it blow up. <laughs> oh, she even said in her TikTok, she's like, I'm just going to make money off of what you, <laughs> what you sent me. It was fantastic so her songs like she talks about emotion that we all have in her music which I really like so remember that night um is talking about like a drive that her and her ex-boyfriend had that was super nice like they spent so much time together they held each other and it was like a very memorable night and it's hard for her to like think of that again and you know that's a kind of emotion that a lot of people kind of relate to just like even if like you didn't get a text from an ex or somebody but just thinking about a time in your past that has a lot of emotion and not being able to talk about it very well um some of the songs that I recommend chosen last that's a song like about always being picked as the last one in being kind of an outcast i definitely think that's a great one to listen to remember that night is also a great one and home for the summer and spotify said that she is very similar to ruth b who sings lost boy yes so she's very similar to her and b miller love we b. talked about miller. earlier in the show so if you like b miller i'm pretty sure you'll like sarah case she's really good love new music but let's talk about old music now honorable mention throwback this is one of my favorite segments of our show 
Me too. And my song of the week is Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. This song <laughs> makes me so happy. Like, yeah. The guitar is just good. I don't know. It, it gets me excited. I don't know. It's kind of upbeat, <laughs> so I really like it. I wish I could explain that better. Yeah. But yeah, love that song. So my song for the throwback is Glycerin by Bush. Um, I have been listening the last week to kind of 90s rock and grunge. And so that's what Bush is kind of labeled as is uh, 90s grunge. And you know, a lot of people don't even really know who Bush is, but I bet if you were to listen to Glycerin and hear the guitar in the beginning, you would remember because it's, it's a very mellow, calming song. Like it's not like the typical grunge song where it's like Nirvana that gets you going or like, it's just very smooth moving. And I really, really enjoy this song and I got to see it live and I was so excited last year it was the best thing everyone had their lighters up it's a lighter song that's that's how I should <laughs> say it wait do people have lighters up or do they have phones up phones <laughs> <laughs> since it is tw- like 2020 nobody <laughs> uses lighters anymore <laughs> hey that's the so- older guys that use lighters still <laughs> oh yeah wow love that if you've stayed this long thanks for coming along on this journey of an episode with us don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Midweek Mania. Have a fabulous rest of your week and keep on rocking.